Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode four. That's right, episode four of the Roto Slappers podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And as always, I got my partner, co-host of the Roto Slappers podcast. If you're watching live on Twitter, you can see the face that runs the fantasy space. Streets, what's good, baby? How you doing, bro? I'm good. I just saw that. And then I heard you talking as I was looking at you talking. And then I heard the speaker talking. Oh, we almost no. had that little oh, weird no. echo going there. That's way that's <laughs> way too way too much, Tim. My wife would hate it for sure. <laughs> Shit. Shit. But glad to be back for episode four. Last night we did waiver wires. You could find it on floorcypersports.com, floorcypersports YouTube. Um, and all audio platforms where you could find this podcast. Make sure you get on floorcypersports.com. We got a bunch of awesome content from fantasy football, NFL, wrestling. We dropped our first entertainment article, the World Elite Podcast Boys. Big shout out to them. They did a review on the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix um, series. I haven't watched it yet. I'll definitely check it out. Check out their creepy. podcast. Woo. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Super creepy. The wife, the wife has wanted to watch it. I haven't got there yet. Um, there's a couple of reasons I won't deep dive into it, but I'm sure it is creepy as fuck. I forget the guy's name who plays the part, but he's the dude, Evan Peters from American Horror Story, and he's been in a bunch of other shit. He is a tremendous actor, so I'm sure he does a hell of a job in that role. Oh, he knocks this out of the park. It's I'm not a big, like, not to divert here too much, but I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people who like all those serial killer documentaries and sit there and watch all of them and watch what is that network ID or whatever the hell that network is. But, um, the same here. My wife wanted to watch it. So I was like, yeah, let's check it out. Um, we watched like one and a half episode. Then it was like nine 30 at night. She didn't even want me to take the trash out after that. <laughs> it's like nine, it was only nine 30 at night. And I li- we live suburbs here. Not, not the ghetto of Brookfield anymore. Um, <laughs> but, she was like, no, 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 just take it out in the morning. Take it out. That's how creepy it is. Um, yeah, he does a pretty phenomenal job. To, to play that creep, uh, it takes some acting chops right there. And he does a pretty good job. Now I'm only two episodes in. Everybody keeps telling me it gets even crazier and crazier and crazier. I don't even know if I want to watch any more of it, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, that flick yeah. tricks Oh, I'm I'm sure she signed up for it. Fourteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine, whatever the fuck it is. Just nowadays. for that show, and for Married at First Sight, um, they oh. did a, that we watched Married at First Sight. So um, they did like a it's I don't know like a, not a reboot, but they went back and saw the people after they got married. So she wanted to check that out, and she wanted to check the uh, the Dahmer series out. So we'll check it out. Um, I love Married at First Sight. I ain't gonna hate on it. So I'm, I don't I'm even down know what that. Is. that. So I have no clue what that even is. So, um, all right, all right. We won't divert too far because I can definitely um, dive right into that as well. <laughs> we're here. We're here to talk fantasy football, baby. Again, check everything out. FullerCybersports.com. We got stay, all of it. Stay for stay for the TIMZ podcast after. <laughs> Bringing that sports, wrestling, and entertainment. But fantasy football, like I said, 
overall, how was your fantasy football weekend, man? Like, how did your teams do in all your leagues? Uh, fine. Uh, ironically, except for the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack league. That one did not fare. Oh, and Jonathan Taylor, that one auction league I'm in. That one did not fare so well. Yeah, I couldn't. And I also. So three of them. Uh, it's not really guillotine or survivor. It's just, a, I guess it's called, you can call it survivor, right? So each week, the lowest point total is removed. And at the end of the year, the last standing team in week 14 or whatever, well, 12 or whatever that is now, basically gets the, you, everybody chipped in an extra uh, amount of money. And that pot goes to whoever survives not having the lowest point throughout the regular season. That I'm gone in. So, yeah, after Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, they've carried me a few weeks. Jonathan Taylor really hasn't done anything for me in that league so far. But, yeah, besides that one, though, it was actually a decent week. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, through four weeks, I found Jonathan Taylor's statistics pretty interesting. I guess last year through this point, he was 22nd in points per game for running backs. And this this year through this point, he is roughly the same. So for all you Jonathan Taylor injury or Jonathan Taylor owners out there, other than the injury, which you'll talk about in a little bit, don't worry at all. That dude's still gonna come out and fucking rock your season for you. So I wouldn't worry about that. For me, and I don't know if you want to listen to my fantasy football advice. I had a pretty damn rough week. I went four and six overall, but I got bailed out big time on Monday night football. I needed Debo Samuel to outscore Matthew Stafford by 20 points. And this is in our our big dynasty league that we're in together. So I really want to get there. It was a difference from two and two to one and three. So I thought I was done. Like I wasn't even paying attention. I just thought it was over. Debo makes the huge play. The Rams offense isn't getting anything done. I win. Pumped up about that, dude. So I moved to two and two. So while I went four and six on the weekend, I was definitely excited to get that win there. And then I made three trades in the Dynasty League, revamped my team completely. I got Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen from you. I got T. Higgins, just traded for Darren Waller. So I'm feeling really good about my fantasy uh, prowess right now, moving into week five, brother. I was trying to count just while you were doing that, because I did not do that. But to be honest, I don't really care usually how my overall record uh, has gone. 13 and three, if we include wow. SMB. So, well, that's yeah, a fun, not that's a bad a great week. weekend. No, dude, not at all. <laughs> and 16 <laughs> leagues is ridiculous, dude. And Re- the two I lost ridiculous. were the auction, like I told you, the second auction where I completely underestimated the amount of flex guys I was going to need. Did not realize we needed four of them when I was doing that trip. Yeah, that, that was awful. It should only be two. Uh, that was bad. We should have probably not done that that way whatsoever, but too little, too late. Yeah, then a dynasty. So, yeah, not a bad one. No, that's a, that's a good one. I did lose there. Javante. I traded for Javante Williams in this league a week, like two week, like a week and a half ago. Uh, okay. This, this trade is going to sting now, um, obviously. I gave up Drake London. In Chase Edmonds, actually, for Javante Williams. And uh, fair deal. Looking back, now it's well, now he's going to do better than me in that one. But uh, I really did think that does suck. So that's a, that's a big loss there. And I really did expect, as the season kind of went for Javante Williams, he was going to take just take over in that backfield. So that's kind of a somber note now here. 
Yeah, that definitely hurts me as well in Mike's League, the D-Gen League. My team is very bad. Last year, I was the number one points leader in the league. This year, I am last in total points. I put up a buck 35 this week, lost to 153. You know, it's respectable. I think it's a two-flex two, two flex spot league. So 135, it's not the best, but it's not a bad week. You know, if you put up 135, you, you hope to win. But I traded Cooper Cup recently for A.J. Brown, Javante Williams, Brandon Cooks, and Pat Fryermuth. I don't hate the trade. Like Javante going down. The trade was a win at the time. Oh, yeah. It it definitely was. I guess Garrett Wilson was included on the other side as well. So, like, that hurts too. But Javante going down definitely hurts me right there, man. Um, Big time. So I need A.J. Brown and Brandon Cooks to really, really step their shit up to make that trade worthwhile for me, especially when you see Cooper Cup out there getting 19 targets on Monday Night Football. 19 targets. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I got a note on that. You'll see. All right, cool. And I was going to say with that, let's just rip into studs and duds really quick from last week, and let's move on into week five. So I'm going to hit week four studs and duds so let's start off at the quarterback position i mean if you're the detroit lions you're putting up big numbers every single week jared goff streets talked about him yesterday on the waiver wire why he still is only owned in 40 percent of leagues is crazy goff jamal williams tj hawkinson all had huge weeks but let's start at the quarterback position jared goff 41.2 points 378 yards passing, four tutties. Geno Smith, 35.7 points, 320 yards, three total touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 31.4, 237 yards, three touchdowns. Tom Brady, 31.4 points, 385 yards, three touchdowns. And Patrick Mahomes, 29.36 points, 249 yards passing, three touchdowns. He clearly was not over the Super Bowl. Those three touchdowns all came in the first half. Mahomes came out firing. Running back position. Austin Eckler owners, you've been waiting for it. You finally got it. Austin Eckler leads the running backs this week. 34.9 points, 110 yards, three total touchdowns. Josh Jacobs follows him up. 34.5 points, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny, your boy streets, 29.7 points. 151 yards, two tutties. Miles Sanders, my boy, putting up big numbers, 29.6 points, 134 yards, two scores. Let's go. Damian Pierce, rookie, number 14 back overall right now, 28.9 points, 131 yards, and a score. Wrapping up the top 10, Jamal Williams, 26.9 points. He just keeps churning. Christian McCaffrey, big week. 25.8 points. Derrick Henry, back-to-back weeks on this list, 23.7 points. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 22.4 points. And J.K. Dobbins finding himself on this list for the first time, 22.3 points. And I expect him to be on this list moving forward. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, couple of dud weeks, but he back, 31 points, 10 receptions, 147 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Big game for J.J. Mike Evans, 30.3 points, eight receptions, 103 yards, two scores. T. Higgins just traded for him. Let's go. 28.4 points, seven receptions, 124 yards, and a score. Debo Samuel. I just traded him to streets. I had to let him go. 
But man, did he win me this week. 26.7 points, six receptions, 115 yards, and a score. Debo's a monster. Cooper Cup, 26.2 points, 19 targets, 14 receptions, 122 yards. That dude's an animal. Tyreek Hill had a big game, 25.9 points. C.D. Lamb, 21.7, doing his thing under Cooper Rush. Josh Reynolds, 21.1 points, picking up that slack in Detroit. Jamal Agnew, that's right, Jamal Agnew, 21.1 points for T-Law and the Jaguars. And Hollywood Brown, 20.8 points for the Arizona Cardinals. Moving to tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson, what a week. Almost 40 points, 39.9 points, eight receptions, 179 yards, two scores. What a game. Mo Ali Cox, back-to-back weeks for Colts tight ends with two touchdowns. Last week it was Jelani Woods. This week is Mo Ali Cox, 26.5 points, six receptions, 85 yards, two tutties. Travis Kelsey, he's going to be on this list all year. 24.2 points, nine receptions, 92 yards, and a score. Tyler Higby, Mike's guy. Number five overall tight end right now, 17.3 points, 10 receptions, 73 yards. And your boy, Gerald Everett, back on the list, 17.1 points, five receptions, 61 yards, and a score. It's nice to see so many names on this list this week. Zach Ertz, 16.7 points. Pat Fryermuth, 15.5. And Will Disley, 13.9. Tight ends running wild this week. Let's go. And, of course, we got our duds. Let's flip it up. Mark. Mariota, 3.86. Matthew Stafford under 7. Carson Wentz, 9.3. T-Law, 9.6. Tough Eagles defense. I expect him to bounce back. Running backs, fuck me. Cam Akers, 1.3 points. 1.3 points. Awful. Get off the field already. Tony Pollard, 1.9 points. Jacksonville backs, not good. Not good at all. 2.9 points and 3.2 points respectively for James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Jonathan Taylor, come on, my dude. I know you got hurt, but 3.3 points. And Najee Harris, God, non-existent Najee. 7.4 points for non-existent Najee. Do you sit him? We talk about that later. Wide receivers, Amari Cooper, you know he's not going back-to-back-to-back big weeks. 1.9 points. Gabriel Davis, where you at, dude? Dropping balls left and right in the bad weather in Baltimore. 2.3 2.3 points. A-Rob. A-Rob, where are you at? 2.7 points. Terry McLaurin, 3.5 points. Drake London, 3.7. Jalen Waddle, 5.9. And your boy, Michael Pittman Jr., 6.1 points. Tight ends, Dalton Schultz, zero. I know he was hurt, but he was active. Zero. Goose egg, not good. Kyle Pitts owners, 3.5 points. Come on, man. Mark Andrews, 3.5 points. George Kittle, 4.4 points. That's it for your studs and duds. What do you think, brother? Anyone on this list, do it big for you, do it bad for you. I know you said Mark Andrews fucked you in your auction. Is that about it? Yo, you're on mute, brother. Oh, I look at that. First time I ever even used mute. Hey, it's way, a good, hear me it, breathing it, into the mic good, while you're doing it. <laughs> it's a good function, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah. By the way, so I was saying, phenomenal job. Um, your niche is becoming TK's like fastest three minutes of fantasy football week re- recap, basically. Uh, 
and I'll pretend like I was able to even keep up with half of that as you were fitting <laughs> through it. No, there's not not I mean the duds probably stand out more than anything else for some of the guys than the uh than the studs do, obviously. You get into the guys like Kyle Pitts and things like that, but we'll probably discuss a little bit later. But nothing stood out as too crazy to me. I don't I said it last week. Relax a little bit. Like I, over the course of a year, I think matchups really do play a part um, in some of these weird things we've seen so far. It's kind of been something that I've been working on. And I think as the schedule flips over for some of these weird things that have happened, you'll see some stuff start to even out. What about Najee Harris? He's been concerning. I think right now he's running back 27, I want to <laughs> say, if I look correctly. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's taking over. Do you sit Najee Harris this week? I was going to ask you when we talk start sit, but fuck it. Let's talk about it now. He has been dudding it up all over the place. What are you doing with Najee Harris? You Well, what pick did you use to draft Najee Harris? You know you used the first round pick on him. You, so used, that, you no. used anywhere from pick five to pick <laughs> 12. So you can't. You can't sit him. Um, there's just no, there's no way you can. I mean, I get the, the thought process behind it and the struggles, but he's, this is the first week in PPR. He's, he's put on, he's put up single digit points. I mean, I, I get, he hasn't been an RB one, um, per se, but I don't know. The line's not that great either, but you, you can't sit Nashi Harris. You just right. can't. Right. No. Uh, you're kind of just going to pray. That's one of those things. You just, just put him in the lineup and you just pray. I do think the talent's there and the workload's there And by the end of the year. If Kenny Pickett's better than Mitch Trubisky, which is not a hard task to do, to be honest with you, um, then for sure I think there's better days ahead for Najee Harris. I, there was a lot of speculation. Is he maybe more of like a, a second-round, third-round type guy? Uh, that was a little overdrafted early in the first round. Possibly. I think we can safely come to that conclusion now. But again, workload and opportunity equals fantasy points, right? Yep. Yep. You got it. And maybe Steelers are a bell cow team. There's no doubt. The Steelers are one of the only teams that there's what a handful of teams out there that really deploy a true bell cow for the most part uh, and have been that way for a long time. And the Steelers are one of them. So when you were drafting Najee Harris, it was always going to be about he's going to get the, the he'll get touches. Well, he'll get the rushes. He'll get the obviously the targets were going to come down a little bit. That was a little bit wild. So there was some regression coming on that front, but not to a crazy extent. So yeah, no, you're not all sitting right. him. No, yeah, no, I got you. I got him in one league. I'm not sitting him at all. I'm trying to trade him. <laughs> I mean. It's going to be at the lowest point to trade him, so it's really not a good time. you got to wait for him to pop that 28-30 point game. But Look, There's no doubt about it. Kenny Pickett could improve the passing game. Yeah, like, yeah, for could, sure. There's, I mean, you're hoping that at this point. But, and if he does, yeah. All right. But before we move on to anything else, yesterday we did our week, or you did, your, your week five waiver wire targets. And we're not going to deep dive into that at all. But I figured for anyone who didn't see that, but um, waivers are tonight, obviously. 
let's run down just your top waiver pickup at each position. So who's your top quarterback? Uh, Jared Goff. Easily. Okay. He's QB4 now in the season. Um, that, I mean, he's not going to finish his QB4. Let's be real on that one. But uh, I really like them as a QB2 streamer coming into this season. Even with no weapons, obviously in a cake matchup last week, uh, he still produced. But, yeah, against New England, he's still in that stream ter- uh, territory for me. So, yeah, Jared Goff still tops that list. Cool. And um, for running back, you got three rookies. I really like them all. You got Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, and Tyler Algier. Um, I probably botched the name. Um, but these three rookies, what are you doing? Are you putting a waiver claim in on all three of them and hoping that you get one of them? Or what's your strategy in landing one of these guys? I I have all three of them in just about <laughs> every league I'm in already. So it's kind of a tricky situation. And they're not available in any other league that I'm in. So for but obviously when you do the waiver, it's more like I kind of joked about yesterday, like, yeah, this is the people over there in their uh T D Ameritrade office league um that aren't that crazy about it. I'm sure three or four of them are still available. And for me it would I would prioritize Rashad White if that was the case. All right. We yeah. I I got I got them in I, I'm in ten leagues and I can't get any of these guys in any of them. So I understand exactly what you're what you're talking about. It's a it's a struggle. I did go all in on some fab on Caleb Hunt, Huntley. I, it's a fourteen person super flex. There's twenty five person raw, maybe thirty person roster actually. I got Cordero Patterson. Huntley's available. I'm throwing a shitload of fab at him and hoping that maybe he's doing you know splitting the work with. Uh, I'll just call him T.A. down in Atlanta because I ain't trying to botch his name, you know. <laughs> but Algier? Uh, Tyler Algier? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Algier. I got, I'll, yeah, I'll botch it, man. Um, but like yeah, he's, Tyler, the, he's, he's easily the one you would that, think so. is, that is going to get the, the most guaranteed workload probably to start out of these three guys. Uh, no doubt about that. I just don't yeah, know. Is he like explosive as Cord? Cordell Patterson, uh, we I don't know. But again, I don't know. I saw I saw Huntley. Yeah, I saw Huntley getting the goal line work. I was excited, so I was like, I'm gonna try to put as much fab in this um, as I can on this guy. And you know, we'll see. It's a running back, and they go down frequently. So if you got one, you know, I don't I don't plan on starting him. But wide but receiver, four, look, if you're in a 14 team plus league too, at that point, uh, anything that you can find double digit possible touches in, you're probably looking to grab. Because that waiver wire looks just barren when you look oh, at it. Oh, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Mike Boone's looking fucking like <laughs> like a, a filet on, as you'd say right now, on the waiver wire because it's that little on there. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, wide receiver, you got your boy, Romeo Dobbs, 46% rostered only. As you said yesterday, that's definitely going to change. I'm surprised it was only 46% rostered. He's another guy who's not available anywhere so if he's out there definitely you're picking him up is he the guy right now of all of these guys on the waiver wire that you prioritize is he's is he the number one target for me he'd still probably be the number one target yeah if i had to put all the positions lumped into one and just pick one of these guys to prioritize then yes cool i cool cool. he has the most initial like Ready now value. 
if you measure that with like season long value, it probably all he's probably on top of that list. Now, don't get me wrong, like a Leonard Fournette going down, Rashad White is a monster probably to end the season. There's no doubt about that. But you, you can't; those are just predictors and weird things like that. So you don't really want to, can't really add that in. Although I do think Rashad White is going to get a hefty workload throughout this season, even with Leonard Fournette. But yeah, Romeo. I, Romeo Dubes, the Dubes. <laughs> you can't, dubes, man. man I, no matter how many times I read that name, knowing it's Dobbs, I'm still gonna say Romeo Dubes. It looks it. It looks it for sure. But yeah, it's crazy. You got a bunch of rookies out here. Definitely go out and uh, get them if you can, if they're available in your league. Last, I turned the screen off. If you're watching live, no one cares. Tight end, go out. We got. Street's got Tyler Conklin on his list. Good luck. That's basically the gist of the tight end story. Good luck. Streets, you got anything to add other than that? No, just go read the article. There you go. <laughs> Which you can find on floorcybersports.com. So check out Streets waiver wire waiver wire targets. You can check out the studs and duds from this past week. And hey, cheap plug. You can check out my week five NFL power rankings which should be dropping on YouTube very shortly as well. So check out FleurCyberSports.com. Streets, it's that time of the week again, bro. It's time for the Milk Carton Man of the Week. Who's the Milk Carton Man <laughs> of the Week this week? This week. That's our... That's our fancy sound effects that you're gonna find here at Floor Cipher Sports. <laughs> this week we take our our investigation out west to a city of angels, Los Angels. <laughs> Think you know where I'm going with this one now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure do. This week the milk carton missing person. Of the week is, of course, good God, it's Allen Robinson. <laughs> Fuck. I'm not, I'm not even sure the Rams realize he's showing up to the stadium at this point. Um, 12.1% target share in the Rams offense. That's under five targets a game. Uh, the funniest – so yesterday I needed him to put up, like, negative two points. I basically <laughs> just – at. This isn't a standard league, not PPR. Um, I know they still exist. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, what he finished with 0.2 points, I think. So basically, I almost needed just the fumble on that play, and I st- and I almost with a stat correction probably could have sneaked out that victory. Right wow. now, um, he is the he is just he is on a milk carton. And why why do you think that is? So I saw someone on someone on Twitter today pose the question. They said three things. Why do you think it is? Do you think it's because he's just dead in the water? Like he's washed, he's done, which I don't think is the case. Two, Sean McVay just isn't calling plays for him. Or three, Matthew Stafford just isn't looking for him. I don't think it's two. I think if anything, it's a combination of one and three. Definitely more leaning towards three. And Stafford just solely focusing on Cup and Higby. I've seen – I watched a game last night. I watched the Buffalo game. I've seen a couple of red zone targets for Allen Robinson, a couple of really, really poor throws in the red zone. But 
the targets were there nonetheless, just a couple of them. What do you think is going on? Why is he the milk carton man of the week? And maybe you could turn it around for him because DJ Moore was on this carton last week and he found double digits this week. Wasn't much, but 12.5 points-ish he found. So why do you think A-Rob is on this list? And bring him back to Life Streets. Bring him back. So it's funny you say that because uh, he does he does have seven red zone targets. That ranks him sixth of all qualified wide receivers right now in the NFL. I watched, so, I watched the games. I watched, <laughs> I, watched, oh, I watched the games. Riddle me that. <laughs> so the red zone targets are there. So he's one of those guys at this point where you know there's a possibility for that cheap touchdown uh, as he has to get better as the season goes. Like it's wor- – I remember weeks one and two last year, right? everybody was kind of freaked out about Robert Woods. Bobby Trees was a little bit in a panic mode because I think it was kind of a, a rough start for two weeks for him. But this is like astronomically worse than what Bobby Trees did uh, through those first two weeks. I – uh, there's it's Cooper Cup's gonna get a crap ton. He is the the main guy. That's like a bromance. Um, the, the floor slappers pod weeks ago when we did uh, we were talking about quarterback wide receiver duos or whatever it was. Uh, that was like tops of the list. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, that's part of it. I and I do think maybe there's a comfort zone there too because Stafford's little banged up the elbow not feeling so great right now uh he hasn't looked all that well he, he could i mean he looked a little bit banged up yesterday um so i would guess that it has to play a part in it the target separation is not great but i mean at the same time it's not horrible and that really wasn't alan robinson's thing um so you kind of knew that when you were bringing him in and, and signing him uh i Look, I do. I, there's got to be better days ahead, right? In a Sean McVay offense, Matthew Stafford's going to throw the football, what, 35, 40 times a week most times? Uh, over 600 times a year, usually, when it's all said and done. So, with that being said, somebody besides Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby have to get those targets, right? Somebody does. I know Van Jefferson's out on the IR, but. And the the they've been they've been trying to target that seventh round kid. I ain't gonna try to say his name, but he I think he went down last night, so I'm not sure the extent of his injury. But yeah, man, you would think you would think they're gonna start targeting a Rob. And if you remember correctly, that like you were saying, Robert Woods had a, I think it was three games where he did nothing to start the year, and then game four was the Robert Woods game where he had like twelve receptions, a buck forty, two touchdowns. So maybe McVay is going to be cognizant of that, and he's going to have that A Rob game. It's, I mean, it's highly possible. Uh, he's got a ninety-four point four percent snap share, hundred uh, percent route participation. It's just not. He's not getting the looks right now. Uh, and I've seen some arguments earlier from people, but of course, if that offense wants to be more well-rounded and you can't just go through Cooper Cup the entire time, all game long. It's it's not going to work that way. Allen Robinson is going to have to get his fair share of looks at some point. Yep, and they're going to have to get the just, running game involved for him because they're struggling. Cam Akers could be could have qualified for the the milk carton missing man, also, uh, <laughs> but technically he's been a little bit better, although not great. 
not this game, but yeah, last the last couple he stepped it up. But damn, man, the first game in this game, both put it this way, both games that I've watched the Rams play, not good, not good at all from Cam Akers, man, not good at all. But I think we spent a little too much time on our former number one wide receiver, Allen Robinson. And hey, maybe Chicago was the place where quarterbacks and wide receivers go to die. Hopefully that's not the case for a Rob. Hopefully he turns it around, but maybe he's dead. <laughs> or he's dead. <laughs> Let's no, get just because, because he was on this show. He, he's going to have watch. It's just, magic. I hope, I hope that's the case, dude. Every time you put a a guy on the milk carton, the next week they come out and have a big game. I mean, again, DJ Warden didn't have a big game, but almost 13 points comparatively to what he had been doing. Look, Uh, a big game for these guys are 10 PPR points. Right, right, right. Better than the two or three that they've been given, five or six shit. But all right, we have our next segment. And again, we ain't giving you no music or nothing like that. But we're going to dive into our starts and sits. For week five, we'll run down quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Streets, do you want to go ahead and start with your quarterbacks, and then I'll I'll hit mine right after? You want me to go bold mine? Yeah, go ahead. You can just say however many or whoever you have, and then I'll I'll say mine right after. Sure. Um. So my starts this week for quarterback week five. I am going to welcome back to the start category. It's been a uh, a little a long hiatus for you it feels like I, I feel like i've had you like a sit or haven't just talked about you for a couple weeks but welcome back carson wentz he is a start for me this week um tennessee is ranked 27th against the po- uh, against opposing quarterbacks giving up over 275 pass yards per game almost 400 total yards per game um three times this year opposing quarterbacks have put up over 20 points um so yeah this is a well, – it's welcome back, Carson Wentz. So this is a good week for him, I think. Uh, he should rebound after a couple performances. So, yeah, Carson very, Wentz. Very <laughs> performances. <laughs> cool. Who else you got? Uh, I also have Derek Carr. Uh, technically, he is a QB1 on the year. Um, although that uh, – that list could be a little sketchy. Uh, we'll get in. That's another day. But anyways, uh, he gets the Kansas City Chiefs now. We're ranked 28th against opposing quarterbacks. We all know this already. If the Raiders are going to stay in this game, they're going to have to pass the football to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. So the volume should be there in this one. Uh, that's a good thing for all of the Raiders at this point, including your newly acquired Darren Waller. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, so Derek Carr is also back to the sit or start. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I got one that's very, very obvious. I saw him on a lot of benches this week, which is fair and warranted. Tom Brady at home against the Falcons. Get make sure he's in your lineup. He's got all of his weapons back. That will be a get right game for the Bucks. I expect them. I mean, they just put up 31 points. And he had 385 yards and three touchdowns, if I believe to be correct. So I expect that to continue. So make sure he's in your lineups. Again, that's obvious. Street said it. I, I Carson Wentz, he's on my list. That's the guy. Titans defense. I ain't got to say anything more than what Street said. I also got T-Law. We said to sit him last week against the Eagles. He had a sit-worthy performance. 
Get him back in your lineup this week. He's playing Houston at home. I expect a big week from T-Law. So get T-Law in your lineup this week. Who are you sitting at quarterback streets? I am going to sit. It's We just talked about um, the milk carton missing man of the week. I'm all I'm going to sit Matthew Stafford this week. Um, Dallas is legit. They are ranked sixth, uh, sixth for opposing quarterbacks. They are going to get after him all game long. Uh, we saw it. We saw it just this past week. He was getting hit quite a bit, Stafford. Uh, so that line is a little dinged up. And coming up with a meeting with Dallas is probably not what the doctor ordered for them at this point. So until I see the elbow improve a little bit. Um, which I'm starting to get a little worried about. Uh, the line improve a little bit, and you just add in a tough matchup against a tough Dallas defense at this point. Where you drafted Matthew Stafford, you probably got him. Super flex him. Obviously, that he was a first two rounds you got him in. So we're not talking about that at this point. You're going to start him regardless of that. Regular redraft, one quarterback leagues, you probably got him in the ninth round. So that also means, like you just said, you probably have a Trevor Lawrence in that league also that you could start. You probably do have a Carson Wentz that you picked up off uh, waivers. So, yes. In this case, I will sit Matthew Stafford for Carson Wentz, for Derek Carr, for uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Even Jared Goff this week. All right. You got anyone else on your list? Yep. I'm also going to sit Matt Ryan. Um, Okay. Denver is ranked third versus opposing quarterbacks. It's a short week, which I absolutely hate. I hate Thursday night football for fantasy purposes most of the time. Um, I really don't like using any guy unless they're a must-start in Thursday night football. And when I mean my must-start, it's like a guy you drafted in the first 50 picks or something like that, where you have no choice but to use him. Um, the short week just – oh, and no Taylor now. Well, Maybe. At this is point, that, so we'll is it all right? So. Not official yet. Probably <laughs> not, official. not official. I mean, he avoided the high ankle sprain. Uh, he didn't practice today. They're not ruling him out yet. Um, what I had, so, if I had to put my money on it, I'm going to venture to guess he's not playing because of the short week. I was going to ask you when we got to running backs if Jonathan Taylor's playing, play him, right? You can't sit him, right? I. It would really, really depend. Like, are you talking? Like, I'm in a league where you can only start two running backs. There is no flex. And if I had some crazy, like, if I had Damian Pierce and Aaron Jones, for instance, I probably would start both of them over Jonathan Taylor. But what if you have What if you have AJ Dillon and J.K. Dobbins? That's more realistic that you're going to have. What if you had those guys? That's Jonathan Taylor this week. I'd still start Jonathan Taylor then. Yeah, because Based I was, on where I, probably I, was I was haunted last year. Dalvin Cook, he was injured. And, they, you know, I, you play your guys. And I didn't play him. And that was the game he went off for, like, 200 fucking something yards and, like, three touchdowns. And I'm like, bro, you weren't even supposed to play. I got Madison in the lineup because I always, I always cuff Cook if I got him. So, like, I feel like if Taylor plays – you have to play him. No exceptions. Because, again, 22nd in points per game. He was 22nd overall last year at this time. He will go off. You have to play him. I That's my take. I just wanted your take on it. Yeah, um, no, You. I would need some very unrealistic duo that you have. Like, um, 
even including flex at that point or three guys ahead of him, which you probably don't. So right. yeah, I'm, I would play. I'm, I would play Jonathan Taylor still though. Yeah, because all it takes is that one break off of seventy down, and then an average game around that, and boom, he was right back into the top ten. Bam, boom, let's go. I'll sit my do my sits for the week. Man, we're on the same page. We don't talk about this before um, we come on, but yeah, we're on the same page again. Matthew Stafford, he's been banged up, shaky offensive line, as I said in my power rankings article on Floor Cypress Sports, and. He's playing the Dallas defense, so Matthew Stafford is definitely a sit for me. Marcus Mariota against Tampa Bay's defense. Mariota coming off a four-point performance. I think Tampa Bay is going to wipe the floor with Atlanta this week. Sit Mariota, and then Ryan Tannehill against the Commanders. Um, I don't think you're starting Ryan Tannehill as it is, but similar to a Matt Ryan situation, don't play Ryan Tannehill. I think the command. I think that's Tennessee's played really well the last two games. I like the Commanders um, this week. So don't don't play Ryan Tannehill if you don't have to. And we'll move over to, to our running backs. I'll, I'll, I'll start with my starts this time. Um, I'll make it short and sweet. Start the Jacksonville Jaguars running backs this week. They, perform, they did not perform against the Eagles. This week they got the Texans. Very favorable, favorable matchup. If you got ETN or you got J-Rob, get them in your lineups. Running back two, flex flex play. I like them both this week. Kareem Hunt against the Chargers. I think he's, he's running back like 20 right now. He had that one 20-point game and then a couple nine-point games. I think uh, this will be a high-scoring game. So Kareem Hunt's a good option. And then if David Montgomery doesn't play, Khalil Herbert at home against the Minnesota Vikings is definitely a must-start. Who do you got, Streets? Or what do you think about those, and who do you got? Yep, obviously, um, you could you could make a case for both Jacksonville running backs this week. Obviously, James Robinson is a must start versus the first run def, uh, worst run defense in the NFL. We're on this. I like this. I'm cracking up because we're on the same page. I also have Kareem Hunt. Uh, it just it feels like a Kareem Hunt week. Um, Chargers are ranked 29th versus opposing running backs. They just got gashed by Damian Pierce. So obviously Nick Chubb is a must start. You don't even want to talk about him. Uh, he'll never be in this start sit. Your start doesn't matter who he's playing, you're starting him. But the game flow in this one kind of favors Kareem Hunt for me for a rebound. So I do like Kareem Hunt also. Uh, my other start this week is going to be either New England running back. Um, the Lions are ranked 31st against running backs. They're giving up the third most rushing yards per game. And you add in the rookie quarterback now that's starting. And I think both New England running backs are useful this week also. Yeah, love it. Love it. Definitely good plays there. So my sit this week, um, I got – oh, man, my writing sucks. I got uh, Tony Pollard. He is coming off a two-point game. I he, he really screwed me. So just for personal reasons, I'm sitting Tony Pollard. And then I got – Oh, sorry, that's what that is. I got Denver running backs. Don't play any Denver running backs. Sit Denver running backs this week. Rams running backs. Sit the Rams running backs. You don't want to play Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson against the Cowboys. Definitely sit those two running backs. Tony Pollard again, sit him. Najee Harris against Buffalo. This is why I brought this up earlier. This was a topic of conversation that I wanted to have. Buffalo right now is seventh against the run in the NFL. It should be a high scoring. Buffalo should put up a lot of points, I should say. So 
Again, do you sit Najee? I got him on my sit list. It's so tough. Have you got two better running backs on a redraft, like a J.K. Dobbins and an A.J. Dillon? I'm probably sitting Najee this week. But, damn, that's so hard to do. I know. That's so hard to do. But don't listen to me. Don't ever listen to me. Two weeks ago, Justin Fields was my must-start quarterback. He put up three points. Last week, D.K. Metcalf was my must-sit wide receiver. He put up a dub. Don't listen to me. Don't. Listen to me. I'm here. I'm having fun, but don't listen to me. But maybe sit Najee against Buffalo if you got two better options because he's been that bad this year. Streets. Whew. Yeah, I don't really don't. I, one of these days, you should start doing weekly rankings, but I'm trying to look at the list right now. He'd probably come in somewhere around 13, 14 for me still. So I, I just don't think I can sit Najee Harris as crazy as that count. But I, I get the I get it. Don't, behind it don't listen to me. Don't listen <laughs> to me. Listen to him, the face. That guy, him, that guy. No, you're the thought the, trust me, the thought process and the the numbers and the analytic and everything that we're using to formulate a start sit list, it adds up for Najee Harris. And it, it adds up for a few of these top end guys half the time. I just don't. I just can't do it. Like if I wasted a top three pick on you, you're you're playing. Get out. You're, it's let's go. Uh, as I do expect the workload will be there regardless. But yeah, I get why you're doing it. Uh, so you said Tony Pollard. It's that's kind of comedic because I'm. Well, I have Ezekiel Elliott on this list as a dude. <laughs> as a sit this week. <laughs> yeah, the Rams rank first versus opposing running backs. Um, they probably got a chip on their shoulder too um, after last week. So they're going to come out to play this week. I don't like this. They, Cooper Rush is also – he's played very well uh, as a fill-in for Dak or maybe some quarterback controversy now there. Uh, but I do think it's one of those times where they might just make Cooper Rush beat them or try to beat them at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to – I wouldn't probably touch Tony Pollard either, but I had Zeke in there. Uh, I'm also going to sit Rashad Penny this week. Um, great week last week. Came out his best week of the season so far, but the Saints ranked fifth against opposing running backs. I don't think the game flow is going to allow him and Pete Carroll to just run the ball 20 times this week. A um, little bit different than last week. I do expect the Saints uh, to put up some points. So you, you could even... We were talking start sitting waivers, and I didn't include him. But if Jameis Winston is out, Andy Dalton might be a decent streamer this week against that Seattle defense, to be honest with you, especially in a two-QB league as a QB, too. It's, that defense is brutal. That's why. Um, so, yeah, Rashad Penny would be a sit for me also. Cool. Cool. Let's swing over to the wide receivers. Do you want to start this time, or do you want me to start? I don't care. However you want to. Let it rip if you want. All right. All right. I will. I'll let it go because I don't want the people thinking that I'm just replicating the face. So I will continue my path forward. And first, they're the 32nd ranked pass defense in the NFL. No, I'm not telling you to start T. Higgins. No, I'm not telling you to start Jamar Chase. That's a given. Start Tyler Boyd this week. If you got him, start him. Nice flex play. Tyler Boyd against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are allowing all sorts of points. Play Tyler Boyd. Joey B loves him. 
Scary Terry, 3.5 points. He was a dud this week. He's going to have a good game against the Titans. We said to start Carson Wentz. Start Scary Terry. I'm sure you are because of where you drafted him. But, you know, 3.5 points last week. You might be thinking about sitting him. You might have better options. Play Scary Terry. Uh, last but not least, trust me, I've been thinking about sitting him. He had a good first game. He got injured. And then two dud, dud games. Gabriel Davis. But play him this week. Pittsburgh. I like Gabriel Davis. I think Buffalo is going to score all sorts of points. It's going to be a get-right game for Gabe. Him and Diggs both going to have big, big games. So those are my starts. Tyler Boyd, Scary Terry, Gabe Davis. Who you got, Streets? Sort of on the same page, I guess you could still say in this one. Um, It'll count because I have Curtis Samuel as a start this week. I say that almost because of the same – like where I drafted – uh, back it up, Terry. I just can't sit him, and obviously this week I'm not going to sit him. I wasn't. Gonna, I, it's hard to sit him any week, to be honest. Um, but deep, wide receiver is deep, so you do. You might have some uh, legitimate options there. So, yeah. So the, that's why I'm going to use Curtis Samuel, regardless. Um, was a darling waiver wire pickup for almost everyone at this point. Uh, Tennessee ranks 29th against opposing receivers. Uh, I. In, fourth most yards to opposing receivers. I do see some scoring in this game. We told you about Carson Wentz. And the big thing for me, and this is why I do like uh, Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel, is there will be no uh, Dotson, who is out this week with the hamstring injury. So instead of the big, the three-headed monster, they only have two, which would amp up the targets and workload for both of those wide receivers. So yes, I have them as a start also this week, or Curtis Samuel as a start this week. The next guy I do have, um, it's kind of I kind of chuckle at this one because you just said to sit the quarterback, which does make sense, and um, I probably wouldn't use that quarterback anyways. But I am going to start Bobby Trees this week. Robert Woods getting a little footing here the last couple weeks. Uh, no Traylon Burks this week. The Commanders are thirtieth versus opposing wide receivers, and I do expect the Commanders to score. Um, which is going to keep the script in favor of Tannehill having to pass the ball. And with no with no Traylon Burks there, I do expect Robert Woods to get a tad more targets per, uh, per game this week. So, yes, I'd like Robert Woods as a flex play also this week. And that makes me very happy because I got like four shares of Robert Woods. So let's go, baby. And he had a good, good performance back-to-back weeks. I think he got in the end zone two weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So... Let's hope that trend continues for sure. I'll roll with my sits, obviously. I mean, maybe not obviously anymore because he's the milk cart man of the week. So maybe Streets is going to turn him around and get him out of the gutter. Allen Robinson against Dallas. He's not startable at this point. I don't know how you're doing it. You have to have better options. Um, DJ Moore, I know. I just said he had a bounce back game. He had double-digit points. But he's playing a very tough 49ers defense. If you got better, only if you got better options. Because again, where you drafted him in the fourth round, it's going to be really hard to sit him. But just like Najee, again, you know, I don't like to come out here and say to sit the 30th best wide receiver or the 40th wide receiver. You know, that's obvious. I'm I'm trying to give you from a a higher quality perspective. So DJ Moore versus the 49ers, you're probably not sitting him. But if you got other options, consider sitting him for sure. Baker Mayfield is trash. 
And I guarantee if Sam Darnold was healthy, he wouldn't be their, their starting quarterback right now. And last but not least, another guy drafted in the fourth round, probably Deontay Johnson against Buffalo. That Buffalo secondary is very good. I will probably be trailing from behind. Kenny Pickett's going to want to get the ball up. Deontay is going to be that dude. But again, I ain't trying to give you cookie cutter number 35 to 40 wide receivers. So if you're going to be sitting the big name guy that you drafted early, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, and then Allen Robinson, those are your three guys. Who you got, Streets? <laughs> so we have two of the same. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to sit Deontay Johnson also this week. Yeah. It, rookie quarterback. I don't garbage time. Sometimes I'll shoot for it. I don't like to aim for it though. So this is one of those instances I'm not going to aim for. Um, yeah, Buffalo is ranked fifth for supposing wide receivers. They are they are giving up the least amount of pass yards per game. This is a tough spot for Kenny Pickett to walk into. So I am all three Steelers wide receivers at this point. You can just tie into this one, but obviously Deontay being the biggest name. Um, so if you're sitting him, you ain't playing any of the rest of them. Yeah, DJ Moore was another one. They, the 49ers are giving up the second least amount of pass yards per game uh, and ranked sixth against opposing wide receivers. The way Baker has looked, there, I, there's just no faith in DJ Moore this week either. Um, and it's not so much because of the start that he's had. This is just a tough matchup on top of just Baker. Um, and then... Last but not least, this week, um, this uh, I hate it, this one's tricky, but I do. I'm not going to play Tyler Lockett this week either. Um, I know Gino just had a monster week last week, and he's looked pretty damn good. And I put Rashad Penny on the sit list also, but uh, I wonder if Lockett gets more of Lattimore. Um, and as the big play guy a lot this time, and with DK kind of getting cooking here. Yeah, this seems just like a sit for me for Lockett. Cool. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was thinking DK again because I like Lattimore and I thought that he'd be that matchup. But I just watched what JJ just did to him, and I just said sit DK, and then DK just went out there and cooked. So I'm like, I ain't touching <laughs> the Seahawks, man. I'm not gonna disrespect them again. I'll let them do them. But yeah, I feel you um, for sure. Let's finish this up with tight end. Um, I for me, it's Logan Thomas. You said it. Dotson's out. I, I love Carson Wentz this week. You love Carson Wentz this week. I, you said start the receivers. I said start the receivers. Start the damn tight end, too. If you got to need, if you need to stream, Logan Thomas is that dude. We shouldn't need to tell you at this point. Mike hit it in the preseason. Tyler Higby, the number five overall tight end right now. Uh, Matthew Stafford only wants to hit Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby. So start Tyler Higby 100%. And I'll just say my sits while we're at it. There's really no sits for tight end for me. Tight end's position sucks. If you got a guy, you got to probably fucking start him, dude. So I have nobody on my sit list for tight end. Streets, who's your start? Who's your sit? And I want to know, would, would you sit Kyle Pitts at this point? It would... Yeah. So it depends on who you have, right? So if you drafted Kyle Pitts, you used a third-round pick on. And then what if you drafted a guy like Dawson Knox or Pat Fryermuth? Um, or you know, Gerald like Everett. Waiver-wired, listen to you and waiver-wired Gerald Everett. There you go. 
So um, do you do you sit a pitch? Because you got to remember too, if Pitts puts up like a twenty-eight point game, he's right back in the fucking thick of things as far as tight end tight ends go in the rankings. So, what what are your thoughts on that? Because I've seen a lot of the Twitterverse sit pits, sit pits, sit pits. You don't even need twenty-eight points to get back into the tight end. I'm just, like a I'm just saying, like, point, you back into the like he he goes for a buck twenty and two putties. You know, like that's a big week, and that's not like. That that is not unrealistic by any means, you know. Yeah, no. So he did actually. He fared pretty well against the Bucks last year. Uh, but again, I don't. I think in this game, you're you're hoping for garbage time, right? So yeah, if you have like a Gerald Everett or something like that, then there you can. I can make the case that yeah, I start him over Kyle Pitts this week. But you used a third round pick on this. If if, if I was a Kyle Pitts owner, I don't have him at all. I had him on his. I put him on a do not draft list because of where he was being drafted. Me too. And so I'm glad I don't. Dynasty's a completely different animal. He's. I'd still. I'd use a first round pick on him in a dynasty startup right now. Um, as wild as that sounds, I probably would. However, in redraft, I I think you just gotta. I would start offering some trades. See if anybody wants to bite for him. Like, what could I get for? Kyle Pitts at this point. Look for teams that have some excess at wide receiver or something like that. I think it's now you got to trade him at this point. You don't want to absolve and lose all that value uh, of a third round pick. So that's probably what I would do. What? Yeah, if I had like a Gerald Everett or something like that, I probably play them over Kyle Pitts right. But anyways, my starts. I, before I get to the starts, I will. I'm going to agree with you on the sit. I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna list any sit, because the guys I'm gonna give you for if you're not named in the starts, just I'm not using them for the most part, right? We right. we said it last week. There's seven to eight must start tight ends, and you start them no matter like. And as crazy as it sounds, if you don't have a Gerald Everett, if you don't have like one of these crazy good backups at this point, there's only like two or three of those two, so you might not have it. You might. You might only have Kyle Pitts rostered on your team, and if you do, you just, he's a must-start. The talent's there; it's one of those things. Yeah, it's a tricky situation, but regardless, still seven, eight, what must-start tight ends. And after that, you get a, three or four streamers per week, really, that are worthwhile to me. And obviously, Tyler Conklin uh, targets down last week with Zach Wilson. Still five of them, which if you're going to give me a handful of targets from any tight end at this point, we're probably starting. Um, and the matchup is actually pretty good there. I do like Hayden Hurst this week. Um, I like that matchup too for Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's in a good spot. Logan Thomas, obviously, because Dotson is out, could be a uh, could he now be third in line on that offense? And we've seen them support three so far. Uh, and I'll give you one deep shot, but um, Taysom Hill. Might be a worth deep shot to try this week. So they like to give him high leverage rushing snaps. Could get a sneaky rushing touchdown in in this one. So yeah, there's your deeper flyer for this one for starts. But I'd kind of like Taysom Hill too. If that we're talking deep, deep now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Kamara's playing. I hope Kamara's playing. But if he doesn't play, then Hill's a great option because he's the one who got the goal line. And Latavius Murray got the one carry scored, but he's gone. So and he, right, he's in Denver now, and Hill got the the carry the previous series or the follow 
Um, and out of the shotgun from the three-yard line and scored the touchdown. So I like that play for sure. And that wraps our start sit for the week. Again, we were on the same page a lot this week. We don't talk about this before the show. I don't know how well that bodes for you guys. I don't know if you listen. You want to listen to us because I'm fairly wrong a lot of the times. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That would be up to you if you want to listen or not. Streets, do you got anything else that you want to add going into week five before we dip out of here? We sh- you should be okay because I'm shooting like 70, 75% this year so far. <laughs> so this week you might be okay then. Let's hope so. Uh, Let's hope this isn't the week that you bounce down. <laughs> look, you're going to have those weeks. I don't care who anyone. You can be great at this. You're going you're gonna to take your licks when it comes to fantasy football. There's oh, too yeah. many variables, too much luck. That, like, it's not a luck game. You could do your best based on the numbers and the analytics and you, you write 60, 70% of the time. But yeah, there is definitely too many variables that are outside of that that play in the, a factor. So some weeks you're just going to have a bad week. Yep, yep, it's going to happen. And uh, that was me last week, four and six. I'd like to turn them <laughs> around for sure. But well, you made a bunch of trades, so now you should be all good. I made a bunch of trades, and I'm making trades left and right. I'm going to throw, not like throw, but like the, the two floor slapper leagues, the Dynasty and the Auction League, I don't like my teams at all, so I'm about to go trade for picks or trade my big names for and try to get a couple keepers. So I'm about to be throwing, not again, not throwing because there ain't no picks like involved, but I'm about to be done with those leagues in general. And I'm going to really put an emphasis on, I got these two dynasty leagues I'm really hooked into. I'm trying to win. I won't. Your team just put up like 196 points. And I gave you Debo. So like, I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't going to win that. But I, I want to punch my ticket to the playoffs because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is getting that ticket on the ride. And if you can get in the playoffs, anything could happen. Ask Jamar Chase owners last year in the playoffs. I mean, anything Anything can happen. So punch your ticket. Do what you got to do to get there. Streets, anything for the people going into week five before we get out of here? No. Because not really. Nothing weird or crazy stands out at this point. So, yeah, we had to discuss it. I was going to say, I think we hit everything, man. We hit studs, duds. We redid waiver wire. Make sure you go to floorcybersports.com. You can see studs, duds from week four. You can see waiver wire, tar- waiver, waiver, waiver wire targets. Jeez. Oh, I did, I did have one more note. Duh. I what? knew I was think, sitting here trying to think like you're dumbass. Like you had something ready. Uh, so I was, I'm going through because we're one month in now. We're exactly one month in. So I kind of wanted to. And I'll do it real quick. I wanted to compare last year's uh, RB1s and wide receiver ones through this year's RB1s and wide receiver ones. So I'll do it real quick. 2021 through one month, ranked 1 through 12. So obviously the first guy name was going to be the RB1 through the first month last year. But the list went as number one, Derrick Henry. Number two, Austin Eckler. Number three, Cordero Patterson, number four, Najee Harris, <laughs> number five, Aaron Jones, number six, Ezekiel Elliott, number seven, DeAndre Swift, number uh, eight, Kareem Hunt, number nine, James Robinson, number 10, Saquon Barkley, number 11, David Montgomery, and number 12, Chase Edmonds. So through one month last year, those were your RB ones. Notice there was no Dalvin Cook. There was no Jonathan Taylor. There was no Joe Mixon. Um None Did of them you say had, Elvin Kamara. 
Yeah, he was not an RB1 through one month last year. Didn't think so. so. Okay. Yep. So this year, fast forward, your RB1s through uh, one month in 2022. Number one, Saquon Barkley. Number two, Nick Chubb. Number three, he was almost, this is kind of funny because he was almost going to be the milk carton, even though his, the, like the receiving usage was there, still wasn't like the overall start you wanted out of a first round draft pick. But welcome back because now your RB3 of 2022, the first month is Austin Eckler. <laughs> After that monster week. The fourth, number four, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Number five, welcome back, Christian McCaffrey. Number six, Jamal Williams. Number seven, Josh Jacobs. Number eight, Derrick Henry. Number nine, Miles Sanders. Number 10, Aaron Jones. Uh, number 11, James Robinson. And number 12, now on the IR, Cordero Patterson. James Robinson has been was an RB1 now through the first month of back-to-back years. Cordero, Cordero Patterson, too. I know IR now, but back-to-back um, in the back top to 12. Back. Aaron Jones. Back to back top twelve. Um, Derek Henry, I think, I think Derek he got Henry. hurt. All right, yeah, and he had two big games, twenty point games back to back, because his first two games this year were duds. So that's that's good to see that. Okay. But anyways, I'll run through the wide receivers real quick. Last year, the wide yeah. receiver ones through the first month: Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, uh, Scary Terry, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, and Jamar Chase. Those were your wide receiver ones through one month last year. Your wide receiver ones through one month this year. No surprise. The only one to repeat their position um, through the first month of both seasons is Cooper Cup. Shocking. <laughs> Wild. So Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, 12 both years. Okay. 12 both years. 12 a little bit of a letdown this year, though. Correct. Hill makes it in both. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, Devontae Adams. Um, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and that's it. Yeah, you get some. Kirtland Sutton was the guy we. uh, I'm happy to see that. As as bad as letting Russ Cook has got off to a rocky start this year, we were super high on Kirtland Sutton. All Sutton, DJ so. Moore, Michael Pitton. We were all really high on. It looks like right now one out of three is okay. It's rough. Uh, Pittman, I think, will be fine. He just missed a week. So if he didn't miss the week, even with the dud, if if he would have put up a reasonable score that week, he might have cracked or got close. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Those are those are good comparisons. Get those over to me in a list. I'll put them on uh I'll get them up on the website for sure. That's good shit for or uh shirt out um on the Twitter. But yeah, that's that's good stuff. Good comparisons. Like we've been talking on the show, Jonathan Taylor was 22nd last year, 20th this year, might have been vice versa. But you can relax on him. If he's healthy, make sure you're playing and play your studs at all times. Streets, any other little tidbits you got for us before we get out of here? Nope. I didn't not I didn't do tight ends to quarterbacks yet. I haven't got that far, but I was just trying to do a month recap so far of last year to this year. Just to see what stood out a little bit. So that's about as far as I got. <laughs> because we are one quarter of the way through the football season. That was my yep. best lobby I could do. It wasn't very good. But we're one quarter of the way through the football season. It's fucking flying. Heading into week five. We wish you all the best of luck for sure. Streets, where can the people find you? Floor Slapper Sports, baby. My oh, you're man. talking about that? Oh, you mean Twitter or you mean the website? 
We're Twitter, the website, whatever, bro. We're like, where can the people find streets? The face that runs the fantasy space. Obviously, you can sports. find the content at Floor Slapper Sports. But at the same time, you can follow me at Streets of Don on Twitter. Um, and watch a bunch of dumb videos and memes, too, throughout the course of the year. You'll you'll get a laugh. Yeah, follow him. That's Streets of Don with a Z. Streets of Don with a Z. Um, as always, your boy, TK. You can find me the Wrestling Index on Twitter. Always on floorslappersports.com. Or Doing floor every slapper. category of everything possible. So I, I do, I do, I do what I can do. I do what I can do. Uh rubbing floor slapper sports, trying to build this brand um to the best of my abilities. We're doing a great job. Floor slapper sports. We cover NFL, fantasy football, wrestling, a little entertainment as well. NBA, MLB during the seasons for sure. We're gonna have an MLB postseason playoff show coming up soon streets has no interest as he hates baseball because our white socks suck but i'm gonna get streets on there for sure and we're gonna talk some baseball he's rocking that sexy ronald acuna jersey and fuck everything to do with new york so i hope atlanta has that division tonight i gotta go and check here shortly but i hope the braves win the nl east and the mets gotta go through the wild card so let's go braves for sure but you can check out everything we do Flair Slapper Sports, YouTube, all major audio platforms, Visionary Global Media. Chad, thanks so much. We be going live on Twitter all the time now. So if you're watching live on Twitter, thank you so much for everyone who listens, watches. Thank you so much. FlairSlapperSports.com, Roto Slappers Podcast, Episode 4. We out. Best of luck in Week 5.